1: Hey everybody! This is for Tuesday, December the seventeenth, and this is living it up while beginning again. And I'm Scott with my lovely wife Teresa, who's yawning right now. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) and I'm just so still. I know it's very comfortable in the house Mm -hmm. right now, and we're just so glad that you're with us. And we want to get right to the topic today. It's a great topic, and and Teresa, why don't you read that to the Okay,
0: God brings hope from hopeless situations. Amen. Out of a tiny. Insignificant town called Bethlehem, he brought greatness into the world mm-hmm. by the name of Jesus Christ. God is famous for using what the world sees as insignificant to do amazing things. Today, we want you to know that how by his grace, he does the exact same mm-hmm. thing for us. And we're going to talk about this from Micah in the Old Testament, chapter 5. One through
1: five. Yeah. Let me read that to you. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrath- how do you say that, honey? Hmm? Epitha?
0: I just kind of skipped <laughs> over that part.
1: <laughs> no. Only a small village among all the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel will come from you, one whose origins are from the distant past. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. Then at last his fellow countrymen... and will return from exile to their own land and he will stand to lead this flock with the Lord's strength and the majesty of the name of the Lord his God then his people will live there undisturbed for he will be highly honored around the world and he will be the source of peace Mm,
0: Prince of Peace, Lord of Lords, King of Kings Mm -hmm. Wow that's right well we've seen that you know Probably before I was, well, not probably, before I was really walking with the Lord, I would see people and that, you know, seem so not someone God would ever use right. in my eyes. You know, their, their life is in total shambles. They're known as the greatest mess up you'd ever know of. Mm-hmm. They, just their, their physical appearance, maybe by the way they dressed, what they had on their body their language, all that, you just kind of would just write them off. Just write, you would think they have no, it's easy to think. No, there's nothing can be done for them. They're just losers. Losers would always say that, you know, losers, put the L on your forehead. It's like me years ago. Well, I didn't know you that, but you know what? That is exactly <laughs> who God wants. Yeah. Because for that very reason, because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. There has to be a God in order for him to have done that in that person's life. Well, that made a believer out of me.
1: That's exactly what he wants. That's exactly right. And what's great about Bethlehem here is, um, you know...
0: It was a little insignificant to
1: me. Yeah, it's like, uh, well, I don't know where you're at, but, you know, my dad was raised in in Newcastle, Texas. If anyone knows where that is, that's a shout-out to you. But it's like Newcastle being the birth of the Savior. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And... uh, it's very small. You're don't like, me, huh? Yeah, I mean, people don't, well, don't know about it. Yeah, but well, I tell you what—that's exactly the way Bethlehem was looked at. Okay, and and <laughs> that's so God. Uh, but you know what's what's really uh, wild is you know this is from the Old Testament from from Micah, which you know I believe is pronounced Makar.
0: Well, not to me, Micah. Yeah,
1: but to me in Texas, <laughs> it's Micah. But you know all the, uh, the the Jewish leaders always discounted jesus because they said what good can come from nazareth mm-hmm. okay they didn't study they didn't have computer graphics where they could google okay <laughs> where's jesus born mm-hmm. well they thought he was born in nazareth mm-hmm. but he actually was born in bethlehem just like the prophets prophesied and afterwards then um, uh, joseph took he and mary to egypt to exile because of what King Herod was killing all the firstborn babies,
0: because they were, they didn't know where he was exactly. So just kill them all, just and, wipe them all out.
1: And after a while, then they went back to Nazareth, where Joseph was from mm-hmm. and Mary. that
0: little confusion? In yeah. That, so, so
1: you know, the uh, it really confused the Jewish leaders because they were saying, well, "What good can come from Nazareth?" Yeah. There's nothing in the Old Testament that, that you know in our in our in our Torah that says that he's going to come from Nazareth. He comes from Bethlehem. <laughs> You know what they they found out later, Mm -hmm. and they went, "Oh Lord," Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, Bethlehem um, might have seemed insignificant Mm. to many, many people, but you know what? Sometimes that's the way we feel about ourselves.
0: Well, but see, God, it doesn't think like we do. He's the opposite of the way the world, meaning you and I and everybody listening, thinks. He's the opposite.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, look at Billy Graham, one of the greatest evangelists to ever step on this earth. Your hero. Okay, he is awesome. He is. But when he was 18, 19 years old, he he was pretty bad boy. Okay, when he was 19, 20 years old, he wanted to get ordained to be a minister because, you know, he went to a tent revival. And of everyone at the revival, he came to the Lord that night. Well, he just it God just transformed him immediately and so he wanted to go through you know and be ordained we went to one denomination and they said man said billy said you've been so bad said man there's no way we're going to ordain you so he walked down the street another church from another denomination ordained him and that's where he started his radio ministry and that's when he started his worldwide evangelism ministry
0: and the rest is history yeah
1: and millions of people millions have given their life to christ because one man who God chose, who other people would think there's no way mm-hmm. God would choose him, helped change the world.
0: Yeah, and in an interview that they someone did with him, they yeah. asked him what the first question was. Yeah. He was going to ask the Lord when he saw him, and he was going to ask him, why me? me?
1: Why me, Lord? You know?
0: Hmm. Well, as you are. He's still,
1: he's still doing it. So, okay. He's, I think he's 95 years old and they still have cameras in the house sometimes when he wants to wants to talk but when, when he talks about Jesus he becomes this 20 year old boy again
0: yeah he
1: does and just this beautiful voice comes out I mean he is the modern day Paul mm-hmm. you know I mean no one thought Paul would be an evangelist mm-hmm.
0: he was out killing, he was out Christians. killing Christians yeah
1: but really, and I don't mean to sound too over dramatic, but when I was not a Christ follower, I was kind of kind of killing his name too.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: the things I was doing
0: mm-hmm. Well, these the yeah. emails we've gotten from people that are like oh mm-hmm. well, Scott knew <laughs> yeah. you before this is awesome. yeah, but that's what it's all about. That's exactly what it's all about. People cannot relate to perfect right okay. People can't relate to. People are more approachable when you're human. Yeah. When you when you tell your story, when we all tell our testimony, when we all tell our story, that's how you relate to people. People want what's real, not some facade, so that the people can control the way you think about them. People want the real deal. Okay.
1: That's why I love Jesus so much. Mm. He was the real deal. That's for sure. I mean, he wasn't walking around in this white, (laughs) non-stained, feathered hair, you know, back robe. He had a scraggly beard. His robe was probably filthy. At times. Yeah, at times. You know, his shoes, you know, I mean, his sandals, you you know, he had dirty feet, you know, just like the rest of us. But you know what? He resonated with people because he didn't judge them. He just loved them.
0: Yeah, and Pastor Robert made a great point. He's our pastor at Gateway. He said, we need to be careful about how we say that. Jesus hung out with all these people. They hung out with him. That's
1: right. The sinners. That's right. Jesus wasn't looking for the sinners. Okay, the <laughs> sinners really were looking agreed. for Jesus, mm-hmm. just like we, you know, uh, just just like us. You know what I mean? I mean, we're looking for something to fill that void. Well, you know what? The, that's what those these these people were doing in the Old Testament. They were they were running to him. Yeah. And man, there's something about this guy. Yeah,
0: this time. Man,
1: there's mm-hmm. something about this guy. Man, that's mm-hmm. different. We've had some prophets and false prophets and this and that. Claiming to be who they are, you know, or what they're not. Mm-hmm. But there's something about this guy yeah. that's going to, is changing my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Love that.
1: Mm-hmm. Love him. But 10 years ago, that's what happened to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just thought, there's something about this guy
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's different. That's right. And it changed my life.
0: hmm so be careful. We all need to be careful when we see what we think the world just gonna throw out and mm-hmm. call no good. That's be careful. Watch out, because that's who God uses to change the world.
1: And what's the what that saying, honey? Um, but God, what God chooses. Um, God doesn't choose the ones who are chosen.
0: God doesn't choose the equipped. He equips those He
1: chooses. That's right. He equips the ones He chooses. Mm-hmm. So many people think they're equipped. Yes. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Look at the Pharisees yeah. and all them. They thought they were equipped like I am all that and a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. What God does is he chooses mm-hmm. and then he equips mm-hmm. you with his knowledge mm-hmm. and wisdom mm-hmm. and love. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? This has been a great topic. Mm-hmm. Especially, we you so know, you got eight days to go for Christmas. Today's the 17th. And you know what? You have a choice. And... Teresa and I don't want want to ever influence you or force you into anything. No. We just want to tell you the truth yeah. of who Jesus really is. We want you to learn about him in a way yes. that you've never heard before. That's right. Okay? And if you want to be like me and Teresa and what I said years ago, there's something different about this guy. Mm. He totally filled my void. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's our prayer for you right now.
0: Right.
1: If you've never given your life to him, pull over in your car. Stop what you're doing at work.
0: Stop running around. Stop running.
1: <laughs> you know, jogging right now and just sit down somewhere and listen. Yes.
0: Somebody right now, okay. I, I just saw that. Someone's in the kitchen cooking. And she yeah. said, I'm going to sit down.
1: Just sit this down is it. please sit down right now and listen. Maybe you've given your life to him and you've ran away from him. He's ready for you. He never left you. or maybe you've been in church for many, many years and during this Christmas season, you're realizing, my gosh, I really don't know who he is. Well right now is your chance. Because the scriptures say, whoever calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. In John 14, 6, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Well, if you want to give your life to him right now, we pray you do and pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Lord, I know you were born of a virgin that you died on the cross and that you rose on the third day. And because of the cross, you say that I ask you to forgive me of my sins and all of my sins are forgiven. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving my sins. Thank you for filling that void in my life. I've been searching for forever. Thank you for being my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. Well, for that lady who was cooking in her kitchen and just sat down, or that man who was driving and pulled over,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or the people who may be at work and pause for a minute, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's not coming from me and Teresa. That's coming from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now you're part of an awesome family.
0: Yeah, everybody wants to be part that's of right. an awesome
1: family. That's right. You know, and so now you get to spend eternity with Him. Wow, that's awesome! Yes. Well, listen. Today's Tuesday, and like in yesterday's podcast, we mentioned there's a lot of great services about to be happening mm-hmm. on the weekends, mm-hmm. and the next couple of weekends. Mm-hmm. And uh, choose a church, pray about it, and ask them if they have a mentorship or discipleship program that you can be a part of. You know, when I first was saved, I was walked. Through, you know, a man walked with me for a year. Um, showing me the different things about the Bible and studying the Bible and who Jesus really is. And it really made an impact in my life. So we pray the same thing for you. And we want to give a shout out to all the people in the Middle East who are listening to our podcast. I know many of you probably are, are, are missionaries. And we so say yes, thank you. Thank
0: you. We want to encourage you. Keep it up. Don't stop.
1: That's right. We thank you so much and we love you.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Well, anyway, God brings hope from hopeless situations. All right. So if you're in one, just remember, remember what he did, that little town of Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. That's where Jesus was born. Mm. Okay. So things that the world and places the world sees as insignificant, that is exactly what God wants. That's where he'll do amazing things. And today, we hope you've learned that by his grace, He does the same thing for us. All right? So while you keep on thinking about that this week, keep living it up.
1: We're beginning again.